Glory to God. Amen. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So that was wonderful praise and worship. Yes, it was. Amen. Amen. Yeah, very anointed. Very anointed. We're going to enjoy that next week. And uh, we'll try to even do more of it. And uh, Russell Orphing will be here. And it's going to be a wonderful time in the Lord. Amen. Amen. Pray for all those who are not here. And, uh, and pray for people that watch online and in even other countries. We have people in Amsterdam and, and uh, Germany and Frankfurt uh, that are more loyal. I mean, they, they never met Singapore, Russia, South America, and then in different places around the country as well. San Angelo, Texas. Praise God. But pray for all the ones that aren't here. We need to get everybody here next week and bring everybody you know. And let's just uh, praise the roof off this place. Huh? Well, I'll, I'll tell you, Joe. My wife said, quit saying it's funny. That doesn't sound like you. I said, it's, it feels weird, too. I got that from somebody else, another minister. I said, I don't, I don't say funny. So it's a joke. <laughs> After the wedding... The little ring bearer asked his daddy, how many brides can the groom marry? One, his father said. Why do you ask? Because the priest said he could marry 16. How did you come up with that, his daddy asked. Easy, the little boy said. All you have to do is add it up like the priest said. Four better, four worse, four richer, and four poorer. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, like that. <laughs> Turn in your Bibles if you have them. Second Timothy chapter one, verse seven. Second Timothy chapter one, verse seven, and then put your string or your bookmark over in Matthew chapter thirteen. Second Timothy one seven, and Matthew chapter thirteen. Second Timothy one seven says, "For God hath not given us a spirit of fear." but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your wonderful love and mercy, your word, your precious word, your teaching, the anointing that breaks every yoke. We thank you for everything good that you are, that you have done, that you continue to do. We thank you that you are here with us today and that you use me today as a vessel of your will and your words and your power. In Jesus' name, amen. So, he hadn't given us a spirit of fear, or timidity, but of power and love, self-control, sound mind. People say, I can't help what I think. Oh, yes, you can. Oh, yes, you can. That's why we're supposed to renew our minds through the washing of the water of this word. That's our reasonable Worship to God, Paul said in Romans chapter 12, 1 and 2. You see, we are a church of word people and spirit people, right? So we're here to become spiritual, not religious. Amen. So we don't come here to be criticized or learn a, a list of do's and don'ts. We find out about some of those because they're good for us or bad for us, and we want to know. 
to be prepared. Amen? Amen. But we didn't come to be condemned. Jesus bore our condemnation on his body on the cross. Anything he bore, guilt, shame, condemnation, we don't have to endure that, you see. We're here to learn to be spiritual, to learn to love like, like God, to allow God first to love us and to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ and our new identity in Him. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Christ redeemed us from all the curses. Do you know that? Yes. Because <laughs> it's important that we know it. It's good to be a believing believer, huh? And, and just in Deuteronomy 28, they list 40 curses. And Jesus bore them all on his body on the cross. But amongst those curses are fear and depression and sickness and poverty. And believe it or not, these things all begin right here in the battlefield between our ears. Amen or oh me? Amen. In the mind. In your thought life. Where the enemy attempts to steal from you and sow bad seed. Uh huh. You see, if your soul, your mind and will and emotions, you're a spirit with a soul and a body, right? Your spirit, if you have Christ, has been born again. It's perfected, sealed, and holy for all eternity. One third of your salvation is complete. Now your soul, your mind, your will, and emotions, your personality is being renewed to come into agreement with God mm -hmm. through the Word. Yes. If your soul isn't at rest or at peace, which is what we all want, and we have it, your mind can tell your body, be sick. Your mind can tell your body, be afraid. Your mind can tell your body even to have a poverty mentality. You know there are people that are some of the biggest givers in churches and they still have a poverty mentality? Usually if you speak to them about their giving, it'll be a sense of duty. The reason that they're doing it and they don't, oh, I don't need anything. God's done enough for me. They're very religious, you see. They've got a poverty mindset and they've got a religious mindset that's preventing them from receiving from God. If you sow into the kingdom, you should respect, expect a harvest because it's not for you. You will be blessed, but out of the overflow of your blessing, you're blessed to bless others. Amen. Amen. Yes. Oh, so it's a, right here. In this battlefield, they've lost a battle and it's costing them. I always tell you, what we don't know about God is killing us. Or in the very least, causing us to suffer great loss in this line. But God wants us well, doesn't he? Yes. He wants us well. He wants us prosperous in our body, in our minds, and in our soul. Which mind is part of our soul. Third John 2, beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in good health, even as thy soul prospers. Mm -hmm. See the correlation there? Mm -hmm. 
when you heard the gospel and you received it and you accepted, accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you entered into the Zoe life, the abundant life, the eternal life of God, the, the complete, full life, all-inclusive. And the better you get at knowing Him and identifying who you truly are, identifying with Christ, Never forget the day he said, are you ready to take up your identity and me alone? Yes, sir. Get your stuff and get out of here, he said. And it was tantamount to him telling the rich young ruler, give away all you have and come follow me. And he walked around with his head ejected, didn't even give a dollar. It's not what I did, though. I said, yes, sir. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> Praise God. Because one thing I know, if God tells you to do a thing, just take off doing it. You don't have to know how he's going to get it done. He doesn't have to explain it to you, and he prefers not to. He'll give you one step at a time. He tells you to go to Dallas tomorrow, and he told you you're going to have a flat tire on the way. You might not go. It's going to be 100 degrees tomorrow, boy. I don't think I even have a spare. Am I, am I wrong? No. <laughs> You've been given the measure of faith, of like precious faith, the same as all other believers, as Peter and John and James, all of them, even as Jesus. It is the faith of Jesus. You've been given the measure of faith. And it's strengthened with use. Hmm? But you need to believe in your heart. And this is something we want to, this is where we're at today. We want to see, believing with our heart is seeing with our spiritual eyes. Like Jesus always asking people if they had eyes and ears. I think they all did. He's talking about spiritual things. You understand? We believe in our heart. That's seeing it with our spiritual eyes. And confess with our mouth. Say it. That's how we get saved, isn't it? And the rest, everything after that happens the same way. The kingdom of God. You take the sown seed of the gospel, the almost too good to be true news, and it went down into your heart, it came through your mind, you said, okay, I'm gonna let it pass, it's good. It got into the soil of your heart, it took root and bore fruit, and you said, I believe. Be my Lord and Savior. Everything else works like that in the kingdom. Seed, time, harvest. What you sow, more than you sow, Later than you sow. That law runs the kingdom of God. It will not pass away until Jesus returns. At least until then. Huh? What's 2 Timothy 1.7 say? I've not been given a spirit of fear. You need to confess that. I have not been given a spirit of fear. Fear, get away. 
commanded. I have not been given a spirit of fear, but a power and love and a sound mind. Amen. You ever feel like you're going crazy? Yes. <laughs> well, you need to make everybody think you're crazy and say, crazy, get out of here in Jesus' name. <laughs> I've been given a sound mind. I have the mind of Christ. First Corinthians 2.16 says so. For we have the mind of Christ. So say, I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. And what, first John 4.17, as he is, so are we in this world, in this life. So I'm just, I'm, I'm like Christ. Amen. Now that's hard to say, look in the mirror. But you know what? In your born-again spirit, you're identical to Him. You just need to let Him live through you. Amen. And your decider, your soul is deciding every day. At every crossroads. Folks, the devil is real. Hell is real. The devil, one of his best tactics or tricks is to make you just think he doesn't exist. So you just go about your business and ah, whatever. That's his favorite thing to do. But he's a liar. He always was. Heaven's real too though. And Jesus is coming soon. This might be the year. My wife's convinced that we will, neither one of us will pass from, from this earth before Jesus comes to get us both. Depression, oppression, sickness of mind and body all come and are caused by disembodied spirits of, from Satan or demons in Satan's army. Hello. That's the truth. And that's not to scare you, but to prepare you. Jesus bore all this on his body on the cross, you see. And now you have power over all the works of the enemy. Amen. Amen. That's why you don't see him talking about the devil in the Old Testament. Wonder why that is. He's mentioned twice. Once in Job and then once in, in, in Ezekiel. And uh, he's talking about another king. It's in a parable form. Why didn't they talk about it? There was nothing they could do. Their only weapon against him was to be obedient to God. So that's all he did. That's all it was. We have such a better covenant. With yes. Better promises. Amen. But you have to see it. With your spiritual eyes. Sometimes easier to see with your eyes shut. Realize it. Meditate on the truths and the promises of God until they become real to you. This is not just the power of positive thinking. Do I have anything against positive thinking? No. What's the alternative? I like positive thinking, giving all the glory and credit to God. You see? That's really the way. Amen.
God wants you well physically, mentally, spiritually, yes. And Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Right? And in John 5, 19, Jesus said, truly, truly, I say to you, the Son, speaking of himself, can do nothing of his own accord, but only what he sees the Father do. For whatever the Father does, that the Son does likewise. So he was just going around doing and, and saying everything he heard his Father do and say. So, so don't go thinking, well, Jesus was the nice one, but the Father, he's the mean one, and he's going to get you if you step out of line. No. They're the same. Jesus said, you've seen me, you've seen him. One God, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. You don't have to understand it. Just know it. We don't have three gods. We have one. Right. Amen. In three persons. Yeah. Who are one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Acts 10, 38 said, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. And he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. Now that's our God. Because he only did what he saw the Father do. John 10, 10, familiar scripture. Jesus said, no, no, the thief, the devil cometh not but for to steal, kill, and destroy. Everything that steals from you in any way could be your peace, could be your wallet, you see, tangible or intangible. Steal, kill, or destroy. Death has many various forms. Sickness is a form of death. You see what I'm saying? Steal, kill, destroy, relationships, property, whatever. That's the devil. I am come, Jesus said, that they might have life and have it more abundantly to the full, the Zoe life. Amen. Matthew 13, verses 18 and 19. I told you to put your bookmarker there so it should be there. This is the parable of the sowers. He's talking about four different kinds of people here. He's talking about a, some farming terminology where the the sower sows the seed. I'm up here sowing the seed he's talking about right now, which is the Word of God. But look, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to read through the whole parable. I'm going to just get right now and read verses 18 and 19. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the Word of the kingdom, that's what we're doing today, and does not understand it, Circle that. Highlight it. Remember it. When you hear it and don't understand it, the evil one, who's that? The devil. The, devil. the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. So the devil comes to steal. This is what was sown along the path. These are called path people. 
There's four different kinds of folks who choose to handle the word differently. All different. But the only one who steals from you or that Satan can steal from is the one who doesn't understand. So it's good to get understanding. <laughs> or revelation. And you can pray for this. If you've been praying that prayer to the Ephesians and putting yourself in there, then you should start already be getting some more revelation from God. This is not a, not, not a joke. This is not a game. This is not just a good thing to do. This is real. That's why I told you to do it. I asked you to do it. If you didn't, then you're missing out. I've been praying that prayer over myself for 15 years. But these are the path people. This is a certain type of person who doesn't, doesn't want to understand the Word of God. This isn't you guys. You know who else doesn't want you to understand it? The Why? Because the Word of God is the power of God unto salvation. The power of God to save your souls. It is the seed for healing, for prosperity, for peace, love, joy, for blessed relationships. The devil... Man, the devil will do anything he can to keep you from coming to a church that teaches the full gospel. Huh? There are empty chairs here today because for this very reason. I can promise you that. He will send you an invitation to the bar. The devil will. He'll send you an invitation to the party, to the football game. Nothing wrong going to a football game, but he'll make sure it's the church time, and then he'll give you a free ticket and a ride to and from. <laughs> Hello? But just try to go to this church where you're getting the truth of God's Word. You try to come here with your spouse and, and, and see if the devil doesn't cause three fights before you ever leave the house. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I, know, I know a preacher who's very old now. He and his wife just had an interview. They, they work up at Karis Bible College and they said, well, they, some of their biggest fights was on the way to church. And he was a pastor for over 50 years. And he said, you know how we fix that? We would start going with separate cars. <laughs> they were just being honest, man. Whatever it takes. <laughs> you don't want you coming here. No way. Not to a church where you can hear the words of abundant life and be taught how to guard your heart and your mind against the devil's attacks and learn how to keep him from stealing from you. That's all we want to do. Amen. So we can help others with that same help we've received. James 4.8 says, Submit yourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Amen. From you. 
He's talking to believers now. He's not afraid of an unbeliever. He's, he's afraid of people who have the armies of God and, and Jesus backing them up. Yeah. Especially the ones that know it. You see, he prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Those who don't know the power they wield in the name of Jesus. Those who don't walk confidently and boldly in the love of God for them and through them. Those who don't know they're blessed beyond the curse, that they're the head and not the tail, that they're above only and not beneath, above the circumstances and the storms of this life. But someone who knows and depends on the truth that Jesus will never leave, never forsake them, the real lion of the tribe of Judah, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, a truly strong person is a in God is a is a God dependent person, and they know it and they say it. Yeah. A weak person may be someone who's very strong, very confident in their own abilities, but they think they can handle everything in their own strength, in their own way. They're carnal. Or of the flesh. And they're trying to fight a spiritual war in their natural strength. And that's just, that's just dumb. Their end is gloomy. At least unless they repent. We're nothing apart from Jesus. The enemy will eat your lunch and pop the bag from Jesus. But see, He will never leave you or forsake you. Just don't get off on your own and try to do things in your own strength, in your own way, in your own abilities, in your own provision. It's just not God. And when you step out and say, I got this, Lord, He'll step back and say, okay. You go ahead. prioritize the Word of God in our lives. Amen? It's, it's that simple. It's where you find your healing. It's where you find your breakthroughs. It's where your miracle will come from. You find the promise, the provision that pertains to you. You latch on to it. It'll become, it'll turn from logos, which is this written word, cover to cover, which is really too much for you to bear in, all, in, in totality. You don't want to carry that load. But as you're putting in the logos in every day, something will come off the page and becomes rhema, a now word, a spoken word by God. And that's for you. 
for your situation, for your circumstance. See what I mean? When you claim it, you stand on it, you believe it, you apply it, you envision it coming to pass, the thing that you're believing for, see it. You have to see it. Matthew 13, 23. Jesus said, as for what was sown on good soil, that's a, a plowed heart, a sensitive heart to God, someone who's hungry and looking for God. This is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields in one case a hundredfold, another a sixty, and another thirty. Great harvest. And always a God of multiplication. You're never going to outgive God even when it's just time along with Him putting His Word into the, the great good ground of your heart. It pays dividends. Pays back in multiplication. Oh, amen. Matthew 13, verses 15 through 17. These are the people who refuse to understand. And now it's a choice. For this people's heart has grown dull, and with their ears they can barely hear. And their eyes, it's their spiritual eyes, they have closed. You see, it was a choice. They made the choice to close their eyes. Lest they should see with their spiritual eyes, with their eyes, and, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, you see, it's a choice. If they had not turned off their seeing and their hearing to God and hardened their heart toward Him, look what He was wanting to do. Lest they would, with their heart, in turn, or repent, and I would heal them. That's a sozo. That's an all-inclusive healing. Spirit, soul, and body. Complete salvation. It's always God's desire to help us, to heal us, to express His love and His mercy, and just some people will just never receive it. It's just, it's sad. Sometimes you just have to move on. There, there's always somebody hungry for what, what you do have. Your testimony. You mean God really does love me, not mad at me, and it's not about the Ten Commandments and do's and don'ts and do good, get good, do bad, get beat? No, man. It's not. Look at me. <laughs> That's all you got to say. <laughs> I found out He really does love me, man, and it's changed my life. Amen. Amen. See, you don't have to try to impress people with what you don't know. Tell them what you have experienced. Yes. You're here to be a witness, not a judge. Amen. You might not have a pulpit ministry, but you got a ministry. Amen. Amen. Verse 16, but blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For truly, I say to you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see and did not see it. And to hear what you hear and did not hear it. 
Everyone in the Old Testament died longing, believing, waiting for this Messiah to come. The one that we have a personal relationship with. Isn't that something? We're called to a life of faith. To live inside out. Now that we've been redeemed and born again, our spirit is born again, we're supposed to live from that spirit, man. You see? So that's what I mean by living inside out. The kingdom of God is on the inside of us. And we're now we're just resting in Jesus' finished work and taking advantage of our inheritance in him and through him. He says, everything that I have, everything the Father has is mine, and everything I have is yours. So we just live enjoying that, resting in that, agreeing with God and His promises concerning us. And when we agree with it, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. We need to say it. Faith is voice activated. So if you're not seeing the things you're hoping and wishing for, start saying what you want. Start saying what you see with your spiritual eyes. Instead of what you see with your eyes wide open. You're a beloved, blood-bought, justified, righteous child of the Most High God. You have authority to use the name of Jesus. The name to which everything in heaven and on earth must bow the knee. But do you know that? Praise God. Well, I'm going to stop right there today, and we'll take up again in two weeks, and uh, next week, we're going to enjoy a visiting minister, Russell Lorton, it's going to be awesome, okay? All right. Y'all receive this today? Yes. Yes. Bless you? Yes. Yes. All right. Go out and be a blessing to someone else and tell them what Jesus has done for you and bring them to church with you next week. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. We thank you for all of your love. We thank you for your blessing and your word and your your goodness, Lord. We just we just thank you that you are everything that you say that you are. And you're true to your promises, which are all for us. Every promise, yes and amen to those who believe in you. Thank you, Lord, for loving us the way you do. In Jesus' name, amen.